Welcome to the place filled with breakdowns, movie analysis, and film talks. This is Films Unchained, and we're going to have a slightly different episode right here, as we will talk about the films released in the coronavirus pandemic. We for sure suffered a lot for the past two years. The pandemic has affected our mental health, physical health, social life, and a lot more. We needed something to comfort us and cope with the entire pandemic. One of them was watching movies. And I will say that during the pandemic, I watched a lot. And I know many people did as well. There were so many great films released and earned a lot of praise, whether in theater or in stream, such as Netflix and Disney+. So right here, we're going to list my top 10 films in the COVID-19 era, specifically between February 2020 and May 2022. Now, I know that March was the beginning of quarantine, but February was also the time where like, we got to know more about the coronavirus, and it led from there. Now, as we know, spoilers are obviously going to be there, and I know some of those films would be on your top list in that era, if not all time. So let's get to it. Before we start the list, here are some honorable mentions. Dune, Cruella, Luca, and Last Night in Soho. Number 10, Tom and Jerry. For sure not many expect to have this film on the list, but I loved seeing my childhood's favorite frenemies on the big screen. We got to see Tom and Jerry once again causing chaos and chasing each other as always, but this time they're in New York. We also got to see Spike, Toots, and Butch. To be honest, the story sucks and didn't fit to the dynamic of Tom and Jerry, with Chloe Grace and Michael Pena planning a high-profile wedding at the fancy Royal Gate Hotel with the cat and mouse. It was weird. Although it is not as good as the 1992 movie, Tom and Jerry still gave us our favorite characters coexist and fighting under the same roof with their longest-running feud. The 3D animation of the cartoon characters blending with the live-action motion picture was well done. I thought I'd never see them again, besides the old cartoons and movies. All I care about was seeing Tom and Jerry once again, and hopefully we see them more in the future. Number 9. Zack Snyder's Justice League The 2017 version was crap. I don't remember the story, the lighter tone in the film did not match with the characters, and the soundtrack was awful. I thought Steppenwolf was not a strong villain. Apparently they took away 90% of Snyder's vision. But because of the passion and love from the audience, hashtag release the Snyder Cut was trending worldwide on social media, leading to Snyder returning and releasing the original cut. With the new soundtrack, darker atmosphere and a longer story, Zack Snyder fixed what was broken by those who butchered it. He paid a tribute to his daughter who died during the production of the film. We got to see Jared Leto's Joker, Black Suit Superman, improved version of Steppenwolf and Darkseid. Now that is a strong villain. Although Snyder's cut was a box office failure due to the COVID quarantine protocols, HBO Max released the film on their program and it became one of the highest streamed films in 2021. Snyder's cut was praised for its full character development, soundtrack and Snyder's directing. Now I know the major criticism was the length of the film being 4 hours long, but it makes sense with the full character development. I mean, do you want to stick with the 2017 version? I think not. 
but what could have been done was to divide the film into parts on HBO Max as it's a miniseries. That way makes it less exhausting while still getting to the story development. This was a lesson for Warner Brothers as a business to always give the audience the best film for their passion and enthusiasm. This helped reshape the future of DC movies for the better. Number 8. Sonic the Hedgehog This was a feel-good film to watch with family, friends, or even by yourself, especially during quarantine. I loved Sonic in the film. He was hilarious, full of life, and of course fast. Jim Carrey is still one of the greatest actors of all time and his version of the evil Robotnik was great. This is the funniest film on this list. The scenes of Sonic annoying Tom played by James Marsden and the slow motion run at the country bar were my favorites. The best part of the film is that there was not a scene that I did not like. The success of the film led to the sequel with Robotnik looking like the similar version of the cartoons and games with the mustache and the shaved head. At the same time we got to see Tails and Knuckles on the big screen with Sonic. Number 7. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness After the huge success of Spider-Man No Way Home, I was looking forward to more stories on the multiverse. It is full of uncertainty and questions, and this led to the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange delivers amazing moments in the sequel. We got to see what's on Steven's mind with his repressed emotions and darkest secrets. At the same time, we got to see Wanda embracing the Scarlet Witch persona and blurring the line between what she wants and what is right after the events in WandaVision and the Infinity Saga. We got to see different versions of Doctor Strange, including Sinister Strange and Zombie Strange. Let's not forget the cameos of Captain Carter, Professor X, and Mr. Fantastic played by John Krasinski for about 5-7 to seven minutes just to be killed by the Scarlet Witch. We got to see Sam Raimi directing a Marvel film once again since Spider-Man 3 and bringing horror vibes into the story with Scarlet Witch scaring the hell out of everyone, including Strange. It may not be compared to Disney's What If episode of Doctor Strange vs Sinister Strange, which was a great episode. The Multiverse of Madness was still cool to watch with the visuals, the multiverse, and Elizabeth Olsen delivering her best version of Wanda after Disney's WandaVision. I enjoyed it and I know many people did as well. Number 6. Soul Pixar always deliver good films, and in this one, it was very different. I watched Soul on Disney Plus and it was really good. It is the most streamed film on Disney Plus in 2020. Mind you, this film was completed during quarantine, with actors recording their lines at their homes online, especially with Skype or even Zoom. Soul is not just for kids, but for adults as well. This was a great Pixar movie to watch that has deep meanings and lessons about living life with appreciation and gratitude in the moment. We see that with Soul 22 trapped in Joe Gardner's body while Joe is trapped in a cat's body. It was a nice touch for the main character to look at his own life from a different perspective. We also got to see how Joe Gardner is playing the piano while remembering good moments in his life, such as spending time with his father, eating a good piece of pie, and just enjoying the music. This film was a huge reminder during the pandemic that we shouldn't take small moments in life for granted. This can be like eating a delicious pizza, listening to good music, wearing good clothes, and spending time with your loved ones. I think Soul is the perfect film to reflect 
with our lives and what we could do next. And asking ourselves, what will we do after getting back out in the real world? I think Joe Gardner's quote at the end of the film summed it up perfectly. I'm not sure, but I do know I'm going to live every minute of it. Number five, Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. This is another unique film of the MCU during the pandemic era. I enjoyed the story, the CGI effects, action-packed fighting sequences, dragons, and the comedic scenes including the karaoke. Watching it with my little brother buddy was super fun, especially when it comes to Marvel films and martial arts. What I liked about this film is that it doesn't just focus on the main characters, but the adventure that we follow throughout the film. MCU now has a film for the audience to celebrate martial arts, Asian American, and Chinese culture. This moment was similar to the Black Panther celebrating African and African American culture. This gives us hope and embraces identities for communities of different races and cultures. This continues for Marvel Cinematic Universe to showcase characters like Miss Marvel becoming the first Muslim superhero in the MCU, if not all comic book universe. Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings marks a new wave of superheroes after the Avengers. Number 4. The French Dispatch Wes Anderson brings another visually appealing, eye-catching art for us in the comedy drama The French Dispatch of the Liberty Kansas Evening Sun. Considered as a love letter to journalism, Wes Anderson presents the film as if you're reading a newspaper, with each story presented as an article followed by an obituary at the end for the editor of the French Dispatch magazine, Arthur Howitzer Jr. The French Dispatch is filled with colored sequences, black and white sequences, symmetrical shots as always, and an ensemble cast with the likes of Adrian Brody, Timothy Chalamet, Bill Murray, Edward Norton, Tilda Swinton, Benicio Del Toro, and Leah Sordo. As always, Wes Anderson delivers a feel-good movie with its soundtrack and ending. And these kinds of films were very much needed during the pandemic. When I watched it on Disney+, Plus, I loved every second of it. It's funny, it's romantic, it's beautiful. Wes Anderson never fails to amaze me with his work, as he always delivers it as it was his last. This goes to his other movies like The Grand Budapest Hotel and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Wes Anderson's films are great to watch. Number 3. The Suicide Squad Redesigned, restructured, and reintroduced, James Gunn's version of The Suicide Squad erased our memories of the 2016 version, which was garbage. Will Smith was a terrible bad guy and the leader of the squad. There were some supernatural stuff that didn't fit to the story at all, the only thing that was a saving grace was Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, and we got to see her again in this new version, along with Viola Davis. At the same time, we got to see new faces in the franchise. We saw John Cena as Peacemaker, we got to see Idris Elba, and Sylvester Stallone as Shark Boy, who is my new favorite character after Harley Quinn. Now, I get this was James Gunn's DC project, but I could still see some elements from Guardians of the Galaxy. For sure, I am not the only person thinking that. Gunn's directing, the script, the visuals, the comedy, the classic soundtrack, the fighting sequence, and the cast were all fantastic and made me forget about the 2016 version. Despite being a box office disappointment due to the coronavirus pandemic, it is the most streamed film on HBO Max, and this led to its spin-off series on HBO Max 
the Peacemaker with John Cena once again. HBO seems to be the perfect home for DC. Number 2. The Batman. Another DC and a superhero movie in the list? Oh my, but then again, are you shocked? The Batman is one of the biggest films of 2022 and we've been looking forward to this since the first teaser was released in 2020 with high anticipation, which was also unfortunately the first wave of the pandemic. Two years later, the film was released in theaters and the wait was worth it. Three hours of great storytelling, cinematography, soundtrack and Matt Reeves directing. We got Batman, Penguin, Catwoman, The Riddler and Andy Serkis as Alfred probably the coolest version of Alfred as of yet. After the success of his Planet of the Apes saga, Matt Reeves' take on the Batman is among the best of superhero films, with him writing it and directing it. Robert Pattinson set the bar playing a unique version of the Caped Crusader, especially with the dark emo version of Bruce Wayne bringing the Kurt Cobain vibes, as Tommy Nugget says so. Paul Dano delivered, in my opinion, the best version of the Riddler, inspired by the Zodiac Killer. Because of the film, Nirvana Something in the Way surged on music streams and increased the number of listeners for promoting The Batman. In 2022, The Batman is still one of the biggest box office successes. It's as if the filming was not affected by the coronavirus. The pandemic era was the time for superhero movies. And this leads to number one, and you guessed it, Spider-Man No Way Home. Once again, we got to see Tom Holland, Zendaya, and Benedict Cumberbatch after Spider-Man Far From Home, but this time with the multiverse. This led to opening doors of nostalgia and surprises. We got to see Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus and Willem Dafoe bringing the best and scariest version of Green Goblin. Not only that, we got to see Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire returning on the big screen as Spider-Man. We got to see the theater filled with a sold out audience once again after a very long time. The crowd reaction watching Spider-Man No Way Home was among the best since Avengers Endgame. The scenes of Spider-Man together, the fight between Tom Holland and Green Goblin, and Andrew Garfield saving MJ getting redemption from his past, those were memorable moments. No Way Home deserved the praise from the audience and the critics. The surprises, the emotions, the action, the ending, and the music were flawless. Getting to watch the film with my friend and my brothers will always be one of my favorite memories. Seeing different generations of us watching Spider-Man was a different experience to be part of, and we might never get to watch a film like this ever again. But the multiverse shows us that anything is possible. Who knows, we may see The Amazing Spider-Man 3 after his performance in the film leading to the fans wanting to see Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man once again. Spider-Man No Way Home has to be the biggest box office success in 2021, and the pandemic did not stop them from that. Once again, the MCU shows how to deliver a great movie and ended 2021 on a good note. And that is where we complete my list of top 10 films in the COVID era. Three MCU films and three DC films made it to the list. And that marks the end of this episode breaking down my top 10 films in the COVID era. I am super excited for future films happening in the next few years, especially with what's happening at San Diego Comic-Con. I am looking forward to Black Adam and the Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is going to be a very emotional film. 
I can't picture Black Panther without Chadwick Boseman. I watched the trailer released for the film. It was emotional and many were connected to it. But I know this film is going to be a beautiful tribute to Chadwick Boseman, the heart and soul of the franchise. Always will be the Black Panther. Make sure to check out and listen to our episodes available on all platforms, including Spotify and Apple. Subscribe to our YouTube page, where we upload some of our full episodes and unique videos on anything revolving around films and cinema. And last but not least, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter, where we upload posts that include announcements of our upcoming episodes and movie trivias. And we will see you next time on Films Unchained Podcast, the place of breakdowns, movie analysis, and film talks.